Luxave, Spezunica, et Verbum Carl Factum Est. Welcome to the podcast. Three kings, three days. What do these two items have in common? There were three men who came from the east to honor our Lord at his birth. They brought him frankincense, gold, and myrrh. Frankincense because he is God. Gold because he is a king. And myrrh because he would have a burial. Three days. We, of course, think of Jonah in the whale's belly for three days, then spit out. And then he does what God wills, Jonah. Our Lord goes into a garden, the garden of agony. And there he wills, he wills his passion. The soldiers who came to take Jesus as those three days began, grabbed him. And when they seized him, he said to them, why could you not seize me before? And then he explains to them that the reason they could not seize them, seize him before is because he had not willed it. This was to show them that it was only by his design that he gives his life. Not so that he could be in control or do a power play, but because he was an innocent lamb. And the innocent lamb is willing to lay down his life for his sheep, even those that tortured him all night long. Even those that falsely accused him in a kangaroo court. And when he revealed himself to be who he really is, truly God, truly man, they wanted to kill him. They wanted to kill the truth. Three days began and they were three days of darkness. Our Lord enters into his passion willingly. And as he wakes the next morning, what awaits him on that Friday are tortures unimaginable to our own minds. But to his divine mind, he saw it all and chose it. He did not cower away from it. He knew exactly what was going to happen and he chose it. He could have stopped it at any moment because he is, of course, God. But his design was to exhibit to us his unimaginable, patient, enduring love for us, that we who are in sin and were crucifying him and still do He loves us. 
even in that sad state. And he takes that sin from us. Like when the doctor pulls out a thorn from your skin, it hurts, but it heals you. And that is exactly what the Lord is up to. When they wake him that morning, it's a constant mockery. They, every word spoken to Jesus on Good Friday is blasphemy. And he endures. He endures through the scourging. And in the scourging, it is revealed of his great alliance with his mother, who is not just traveling along the way hoping to console Jesus, but is deeply integrated into what Jesus is doing. This mediatrix, this co-redemptrix, is with our Lord in his love for the cross. The cross, which is right around the next corner. Pontius Pilate does not want to get caught up in the middle of this. He presents Jesus, the true Messiah, to the Jews. And he presents a false Messiah, Barabbas, to the Jews. He says, which one you choose? He thought he was being smart. He washes his hands. He remembers what his wife told him have nothing to do with this man. And the people choose Barabbas. Why? Because the high priest who has said it all, he said it is better if one man dies instead of the whole Jewish nation be killed by the Romans. In other words, that Jesus was going to take their place. That's exactly what he was up to. The Lord, in his wisdom, knows. He knows us. He knows why we do what we do. He knows when we cower from the cross, and he knows when we embrace it. And in your suffering right now, you can unite it with our Lord. You can will it with your will. He has given you a human will that will span from now into eternity. That's why you want to hail the cross with Jesus. Jesus says, hail to the cross when he embraces it, he kisses it, and he makes his way to Calvary. On Mount Calvary, our Lord lays down his life. Literally, he lays down and he makes his way onto the cross, stretches forth his arms to be crucified. A true, innocent lamb who loves you, invites you to do the same thing with your suffering. When he is lifted up His greatest consolation is that his mother is with him in his suffering. And so is your great consolation 
she is with you. For he gave her to you from that very Mount Calvary. And he gazes into your eyes and you gaze into his in, with great gratitude. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. It's all we can really do is to thank him when we encounter him in his passion, in his death. And when he dies, where does he go? Where are you going, Lord? What happens to you when you say to the Father that you, when you give your soul to the Father, into your hands I commend my spirit? Where, where do you go when you breathe your last, Jesus? That question is for the next podcast. Peace be with you. want to pray the Our Father like you've never prayed it before? Are you looking for communion with the Father like Jesus has communion with the Father? Do you want to hear the voice of Jesus teaching you to pray the Our Father? Then please, today, go to justinandlinette.com forward slash and click on School of Prayer to learn more.